Hello and welcome to Markets Extra, the podcast where we discuss what's moving markets and what makes traders tick. My name is Han Tan, market analyst at FXTM. So the Federal Reserve has just held its first policy meeting of the year, and we've uh, certainly seen markets reacting to it in quite a major way. U.S. stocks falling, and uh, more importantly, Treasury yields falling as well. So of course, the Fed is gonna play a key role in the financial markets throughout the year and beyond. So to help us better understand what the Fed is up to and how it affects the market. Today, I'm joined by Kathleen Brooks, founder of Minerva Analysis. Kathleen, real pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Han. That's great. Lovely introduction. So be honest with me, though. Did you stay up all night pouring over every single word out of Jerome Powell's mouth? Are you one of those kinds of Fed watchers? So um, I am also a parent. So oftentimes the Fed meeting at seven o'clock London time is uh, clashes a bit with bedtime. So I um, try and keep it on in the background. I can't say that I'm pouring over every single word. But then what I do about a couple of hours later, I let the dust settle and then I dig a bit deeper into it. So it allows me to um, miss out some of the bluff and um, other blustery stuff that comes out of Powell's mouth and just um, concentrate on the, on, the, on the key things, really. Well, it actually happens during my bedtime. I'm sound asleep at like 2, 3 a.m. here in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. So uh, like you, I might be pouring about it in my subconscious, in my dream state. But yeah, I'm more than glad to let the dust settle and kind of see what actually unfolds when I wake up in the morning. The markets are often very sensitive to what the Fed actually says or sometimes what they don't say. So uh, perhaps we can start with an overview, you know, and explain to our listeners no, why is it that we as analysts, we have to pay such close attention to the Fed and what they do, what they could do, what they say, what they don't say? So central banks generally are incredibly important to financial markets, but not just financial markets, to the global economy. Um, they control interest rates, they control money supply in some cases, and that is kind of the lifeblood, if you like, of, uh, of global economies. And that's really what impacts corporations, what, it, what can impact profits, hence why it impacts um, financial markets. Obviously, they also have deep control over, over the yield curve um, and, and uh, treasuries and, and other uh, bond, bonds. And that's really, really important. Now, the Federal Reserve is the most important of the global central banks. Of course, other central banks, that's critical as well. But I think the Federal Reserve is still really seen as, as number one. Um, firstly, because everybody listens to the Fed meeting. Everyone who's anyone, be it a small retail trader to the, you know, a billionaire hedge fund manager, they're going to keep their eye on what the Fed say. They may not be pouring over every single thing, um, but they're certainly going to be watching it incredibly closely. Um, the Federal Reserve at the moment, in, in this time of crisis and pandemic over the last year, has been really important for global financial markets. So be that cutting interest rates, be that pumping liquidity into financial markets, all of that liquidity doesn't just impact the US economy, it impacts the global economy. So that's why we watch the Federal Reserve so closely. This conversation, Kathleen, obviously happens, uh, is happening less than 24 hours after Jerome Powell's press conference to the global media. And uh, 
this could be his last year as the Fed chair as well. But you know, that, that's a discussion for another day. What do you think was your key takeaway from this FOMC meeting though? Because obviously they acted as expected. So number one, they did not make any changes to the interest rates in the US, which are already near zero. That's number one. And uh, number two, they are still pumping out a lot of support for the financial markets. They're buying about $120 billion worth of bonds uh, across the US, right? So besides that, was there anything else that really jumped out at you? So yes, there was. So if you looked closely at the statement that the Federal Reserve um that the Federal Reserve released, there was one key change for me. And that was that they had said that the, the recovery was, that it, back in their December meeting, they had said that the recovery was slow, but it was, it was ongoing. So there was a little bit of positivity about what that meant for growth in 2021. Well, in January, they changed that. We've obviously seen a vast number of infection rates in the US and across the world. We've seen lockdowns again, and that's had a big impact on the Fed's view. So they said that the recovery has stalled somewhat and has slowed down. So that's a key thing to remember. So the Federal Reserve works off the back of economic data and that statement suggests that the Federal Reserve is a bit worried that the economic data is going to deteriorate going forward. What that means is that they will delay tapering. They will delay hiking interest rates. When I say tapering, you mentioned the 120 billion per month of asset purchases. At some point, they've got to rein that in. And they've got to, to, uh, to either slow that down and reverse it. That's going to be a very long process. But that reversing of the, um, of the monetary expansion is what we mean of, of when we say tapering. What was very interesting in Fed Chair Powell's press conference afterwards was that he said now is not the time to talk about tapering. That was critical for me out of that whole press conference. The reason why is that we came into the meeting, whilst you're right, the markets hadn't expected any change in policy, there was a little bit of expectation on the margin that he would talk about tapering and the pace of tapering. Well, that has been put back to bed now. There's rising infection rates. The economic data, particularly on the employment front, has started to deteriorate. The Fed won't be doing anything. Of course, inflation is very important for the Fed as well. They've been very clear at the, in, in Q4 2020 that they were going to allow inflation to run a bit hotter than the 2%. So a bit allow inflation to go above 2%. Well, Powell said yesterday there's no chance of inflation going out of control at this stage. So he's very comfortable with their, uh, with, with their current stance, which is no talk of tapering, keep interest rates low, continue to be a major support for the US economy and thus the global economy. Um, and that won't have any effect on inflation. So I think, you know, we've, we've shifted from a neutral tone to a neutral dovish tone. And so, Kathleen, which brings us to that T word, tapering, because in fact, in episode five of Markets Extra, as we did a forward-looking episode on what we could expect for 2021, I actually mentioned, and I was having this discussion with our guest, our chief market strategist, Hussein Syed, I was saying, well, it was really, really odd that so early in the year, we were already talking about tapering, right? I mean, I expected the conversation to happen sometime this year, sure. I mean, because eventually, they had to start unwinding some of that support. I get that, but January was way premature. I think moving forward, what will be some key signs that you'll be looking out for that could really reinvigorate this tapering talk? So I think that a lot of it is going to come down to um, 
some non-economic factors, actually, and some more social factors. Fed Chair Powell mentioned that yesterday, that he will be looking very closely at vaccination rates. And the pace of vaccination against coronavirus in the US is going to be critical. Now, at Minerva Analysis, we've been talking about the, the, the vaccination chart, if you like, being the key thing to watch in 2021. And that's how it's proved. What we think that we'll see going forward, firstly, is that um, market performance will be dependent on the pace of vaccination rates. So right now, um, you're seeing the UK doing quite well, Middle East, Israel, obviously, masses ma- ahead of everybody. And the US is, is doing okay. Um, but President Biden has promised to have 100 million people vaccinated in the, his first 100 days. You've all probably heard that over the news and everything. There's now a bit of concern that that is not fast enough, um, that that 100 million was what the, the US was, government was doing anyway before he became president. Um, so there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to increase that. And it was interesting that vaccination rates was mentioned in the Fed statement yesterday. So our view is we're not going to have any tapering talk until there is a critical mass of people vaccinated against coronavirus. Because only when that happens can we say that we're post-pandemic and we're into the recovery phase. Right now, we're not into the recovery phase because... Let's face it, the pace of vaccinations in countries like the US, in the EU, is just not fast enough. And I think Jerome Powell made it a point as well to actually say, hey, I got my first dose already and he's going to get his second dose here shortly. The Fed really needs the public to get the vaccination. They need the government to roll it out faster. They're things the Fed can't actually control. And the other thing that's going to impact tapering is going to be fiscal policy. So I think today, I think yesterday, uh, Powell was expecting to pass the baton of the heavy lifting of economic recovery for the US to Janet Yellen. She's going to be the incoming Treasury Secretary herself. She was a Fed chair. Um, But unfortunately, that's not going to happen because this 1.9 trillion of stimulus that President Biden would like to get passed in the US has been held up in Congress. The Federal Reserve can't literally put money into the pockets of Americans, but the US government can. Um, And there was expectation that $1,400 checks would go to every household, um, potentially by March. But put it this way, if they don't agree to that package, which it doesn't look like they're going to do, by tomorrow, those checks won't be mailed out in time for March. So there's going to be a delay with those checks. So all of that spending on on Main Street and some of it seeping into Wall Street, as you mentioned before, there's going to be a delay. So I think until we see that fiscal progress, until we see vaccination progress, um, we're, we're going to be hearing very tentative, potentially nothing about tapering from the Federal Reserve. Yeah, definitely, because until we get those jabs, you know, uh, I don't think we can see economic activity recover to where it was to pre-pandemic levels. And that's what governments and central banks are really trying to achieve. So now going back to that tapering, now we have that precedence called this taper tantrum, that infamous episode from 2013. If you are not familiar with it, uh, feel free to Google that term taper tantrum. Perhaps, uh, Kathleen, we can talk about when the Fed actually does taper, or I think more importantly, when they start to signal that they're ready to taper. What do you think will happen in the markets? What should your audience look out for? So that's really interesting because we've had the opposite of taper talk yesterday. Um, The Fed was like, nope, not talking about tapering. It's too early to put a date on it. And markets have not done very well today. 
um, which is counterintuitive, right? Because the Fed is going to stay with their largesse and yet markets are falling. I think we're in a very different place now compared to where we were in 2013. So if the Fed starts talking about tapering, firstly, I think they'll have to, if they talk about it gradually, and if they talk about it in a spirit of positivity, so the economy is doing really well, we are recovering from this pandemic, then I think we're going to see markets, some markets do very well. Now, the, the you know, overall kind of stock indices could do well, cyclical companies could do well. We could see that much longed for re- prolonged recovery in value stocks. So your airlines, your consumer retail stocks, your energy stocks. Right now, that's been very stop start. And particularly this week, airlines have absolutely tanked. So we could see them stage a more um, consistent rally. But I think that once tapering is mentioned, we're going to see some weakness for tech stocks. Tech stocks and this huge, you know, who hasn't got, you know, I'm sure this is the same for you, Han. We are talking so much about tech stocks every single day. Every single day, there's either another tech stock to talk about, an IPO, a record-breaking valuation in some tech stock, um, another billionaire created. So they thrive in a low interest rate pandemic crisis situation is what we found out through over the last 12 months. Um, Once things return to normal, once the Fed talks tapering, I think we're going to see tech stocks and the Nasdaq in particular struggle a bit. Firstly, because they don't like higher interest rates, and that's what tapering essentially will mean, um, higher yields. Secondly, um, they may not react as well to the world going back to normal, because whilst we have moved into an epoch of greater digitalization, there will be a little bit scaling back of that to some normality once once economies start to recover. So um, tech stocks won't do so well in tapering. The airlines, the consumer sensitive stocks, they should do better. They, they should recover. It would be our base case. As long as it's a gradual pace and we don't think the Fed will ever shock anyone, Powell is expected to leave the Fed potentially this, later this year. Um, so we don't know who's going to come up behind him. Um, we would expect it's someone quite similar. Um, as long as the Fed don't say, we're stopping tapering today, um, we think that it could potentially be beneficial and the ta- there won't be a taper tantrum. There could potentially be a taper rally this time around. By way of context, back in 2013, you had treasury yields just really rising and that really hit the bonds in emerging markets, which is where governments in emerging markets really get a lot of their money from so that they can um, fund their various programs. So that hit Asian economies and emerging markets hard and obviously that fed into the currency space as well. So looking forward as uh, Kathleen outlined, I just want to make sure we got this clear. So uh, number one, we could see a taper rally instead of a taper tantrum. So a taper rally in US equities, you know, specifically for uh, stocks in economic sectors that have been hit hard, and then perhaps some dampening of tech stocks. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. Cool. Aren't you going to miss working from home though? I love working from home though, I will tell you this. Well, I, since I started my own business, my office is my home. So uh, I'm always at home. So I know what that's like for the last three years I've worked from home. So whilst it has its positives, Sometimes you miss the interaction with people. You miss getting on the tube to go to work and walking out into the city of London. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's, it will be a funny time when everyone goes back. But um, look, much needed, I'm sure, for, especially if you're a little business in you know the middle of London or in downtown Kuala Lumpur. They're desperate to get people to go back to work, right? Well, I think that's the. I mean, I think that's the hope that we all have, right? That 
2021 could be the year that we will go back to normal. I mean, yeah, you know, granted, we have used that phrase, new normal ad nauseum. Now we've said it so much. But before we go, any uh, other things that we got to, uh, perhaps we didn't mention that we got to look out for the Fed. So we've mentioned, you know, we got to keep an eye on tapering talk. We got to look at the hard economic data. We got to listen to what Powell has to say. Uh, perhaps, you know, is there anything else that we need to pay attention to? So I think we need to look at the um, Treasury yield as well. 1% has been a really, the 10-year Treasury yield, 1% has been a real psychological level. At one point on Wednesday after the Fed meeting, we did dip below there. Um, we're still hovering around the 1% level, but it has come back a little bit. So, you know, you mentioned about um, the about emerging markets and how they reacted in 2013. One thing I would say is that we're coming from a much lower base right now. We've got a much low, weaker dollar. We've got a much lower interest rate environment. So while we, of course, emerging markets are going to be sensitive to anything that the Federal Reserve does in terms of tapering in the coming months, we are coming from a very low base. And we think that because the economic damage has been so hard from this pandemic, the Federal Reserve will, will become even more cautious in terms of tapering than they would before. Now, that doesn't mean emerging markets won't necessarily react to it, but will they crash? I'm not so convinced. Well, hopefully we'll have learned our lessons from 2013. And I think uh, Chair Powell would want to avoid those same mistakes as well. In fact, in recent weeks, there's been a lot of comments made right, about how they want to avoid that. And uh, I think it's especially memorable for him because in 2013 like wasn't he just like one of the fed or i shouldn't say just but he was well he wasn't a fed chair uh but he was one of the governors and i think it was in his first year right and it happened then so now he's in the driver's seat so let's hope he can avoid what good old ben bernanke did to us back in 2013 well on that note kathleen thank you so much you've uh, certainly given us so much to contemplate and be mindful of and thank you for listening to this episode of markets extra so be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms also check out our daily market analysis that's posted on our website it's www.forextime.com until next time i'm han tan for fxtm <laughs>